Our professors have been discussing at length the subject of systematic theology. Now it's time to hear them speak more specifically on the role of systematic theology in their classrooms. Most of you know our faculty here at the seminary, but for those of you new to Mid-America and our community of professors, we have here represented Dr. Cornelis Venema, president of the seminary and also professor of doctrinal studies. We have Dr. J. Mark Beach, professor of ministerial and doctrinal studies. Dr. Alan Strange, Professor of Church History and Apologetics, and finally Reverend Andrew Compton, Assistant Professor of Old Testament Studies. This third installment begins with how systematics comes to bear on the classes the professors themselves teach, with Dr. Venema starting us off because, well, it's what he teaches. I have the um, Yours is privilege. pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> I, it, that's, a, that's a softball question. It is what I teach. <laughs> uh, that's what I teach. Now, if you teach a few other things, like uh, preaching, homiletics, sure. even a class in catechism, catechetical preaching or confessional preaching, teach a course in denominational history and polity for our students who come from Reformed churches. But the remainder of my work, uh, at one time before Dr. Beach came, uh, I had the privilege of teaching all of the six classic loci or commonplaces, the whole range of uh, topics in uh, systematic theology or dogmatics. Uh, I continue to teach theological foundations in four of the courses, but theology proper and uh, the doctrine of humanity are taught now by Dr. Beach. But one of the things, maybe the only thing I want to stress is we don't cut corners at Mid-America. If you look at the landscape of theological education, even among Reformed seminaries, in the last generation or two, there's been a, no pun intended, systematic reduction of the room and place for systematic theology in the larger, broader theological curriculum. So the weight of gravity shifts increasingly over into what's called practical theology, assuming that that's somehow more practical and where the real action's at. And you get a short shrift overview, a once over lightly treatment mm -hmm. of all the mm -hmm. range of topics in systematic theology. If I may speak anecdotally, a number of years ago, another seminary that should go unnamed uh, asked me if I would apply to teach systematic theology and the first thing I did before I responded was I got their catalog and I was amazed to discover that all six loci as well as the introductory background to how this is to be done systematic theology were covered in two quick overview summary courses well I'm sorry uh, no minister who has had so little exposure and such a once-over, dare I say, lightly treatment of a highly complex and significant branch of theological study is armed, and I'm not one who thinks that seminary study ends with the three years and the degree. It's only a beginning. You're a lifetime student of the Word of God as a minister. So what you started to do in seminary, you do all your life. 
I recognize that. But if you don't lay an appropriate and firm uh, background and foundation underneath a minister in seminary, uh, it's no surprise to go back to my comment earlier, quip from Oz Guinness, that there's a lot of frenetic ministry and teaching, sometimes with great urgency and passion uh, in the modern church, but it's a mile wide and an inch deep and it doesn't serve through time. And the church is not a church for this generation. Hmm. Uh, this is just one moment in the history of the church Christ is building by his spirit and word. And so at Mid-America, we're very jealous to maintain a very complete and as best we can comprehensive place for the discipline of systematic theology. I think it's a distinctive. I don't think there's any other school, frankly, that um, has managed to do that or preserves that to the degree that we have. You know, if we were even just to look at the catalog, if we were to add prolegomena to the, to the traditional loci courses, I mean, we have seven courses uh, totaling 18 hours, 18 credit hours that, that we we work through. We could add ethics to that and add several more hours. We could add apologetics. Ethics is, to both that. of the apologetics courses yeah. properly are in that division. All in the doctrinal it's, studies division. I mean, yeah, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten classes well, in this. It seems that you could maybe use an analogy: a well-built house or a, a well-built mansion, if you will, has a very sure foundation, and its superstructure has heavy beams and concrete pillars and heavy walls and it's all sturdy but you don't see most of it but it's what's there holding and upholding i like to think of dogmatic theology is like that it's not that you're bringing to the church all your heavy doctrines and throwing them in people's faces or you're trying to preach that but it's that heavy secure structure that gives you security because it's biblically built and secure and it's historically oriented. You're not some Johnny come lately. Oh yeah, God, I, I know a few things about him, whatever, you know, but I just, I just do ministry to people. Mm -hmm. I heard this line when I was an MDiv <laughs> student. I just want to do ministry. Well, everyone here wants to do ministry. But that meant I'm not interested in the dogmatics courses because they're not practical. No, well, depends what you mean by practical, mm -hmm. but having being on a ship that's well built is pretty practical. Yeah. Being in a house that withstands earthquakes is very practical. But you're not, that's not what it's exhibit front and center. In fact, it's covered with sheetrock and fine decorations and, mm -hmm. and well appointed. So I like to think of that that way. But when you look at uh, dogmatic doctrinal study systematics and its impact in other courses, well, I think because you least, teach, you teach both. Uh, well, I teach. Some, I have taught in dogmatics and in ministerial. I teach studies. ethics. I teach yeah. pastoral care and counseling. Mm -hmm. I have taught missions and evangelism and liturgics. I do teach homiletics. The preliminaries, the biblical found, the biblical theological foundations to every one of those kind of courses, is doing systematic theology, mm -hmm. because you're gleaning from the scriptures what the scriptures teach, what the history of the church has understood, and to introduce what is Christian worship. Well, you have to go to the Bible to learn what it is, and you got to go to church history to learn what the church has understood that to be. And what, 
you go to biblical descriptive example and prescriptive example, and that discipline itself, to, to come to that biblical theological answer, is systematic mm -hmm. theology. You know, even if you don't usually find it in a systematic theology textbook, it's a version of systematic theology. But then the next step is always, you're going to worship God in a Christian worship? Well, who is he? Mm. Why are we here? How can we come before him? That those are all systematic theology questions that are answered, which exegetically can also be illustrated and further elaborated and all the rest. So homiletics, and we've already kind of touched on uh, that, so I won't touch on it again, but ethics, what are the principles out of which you, in the foundation for an ethics and so forth? Now, the practical disciplines, excuse me, Dr. Benema, or the, <laughs> or the ministerial, where they bring to bear something that you don't have in dogmatics, and that is uh, direct doing of something. So you have to learn to conduct worship in order to do worship. And you have to engage very specific ethical questions, sometimes what are called dilemmas, mm -hmm. difficult decisions, how you sift through that. Homiletics has all this theory, but finally you're not a preacher until you're actually preaching and you're not a good preacher until it's, <laughs> it's true to the Bible and it's effectively conveyed and properly applied. And you can't get all those answers from the Bible. Mm -hmm. So the ministerial division brings some, so systematics helps this and provides foundation for it but it doesn't follow through and do some of the work that has to be done in these disciplines. And I think just to say about church history, which we I've talked about already some, um, we don't have just a couple of courses in it. We have uh, a broader treatment of the whole of the history of the church, as well as the particulars of Presbyterian and Reformed histories, which we also teach here. But let me just say this. Um, about the program as a whole. Um, I think what's often missed, or maybe it's a matter of methodological dishonesty on the part of the seminaries that have reduced the whole of the systematics courses to two maybe, or the whole of the church history courses to one, mm -hmm. and they've really beefed up, so to speak, their practical studies. What I think methodologically that is missed here, and people need to just think a little bit about is that as long as you're in the classroom, it's in some measure theoretical. Because when you're in the classroom, even if you're talking about this is what's happened to me in the pastorate and this is what will happen to you in the pastorate, it's still theoretical. You're not doing it. And so we don't kid ourselves to think that classroom instruction replaces field experience. And that's why we have, in addition to rich classroom treatment, we have such a rich field experience in our ministerial apprenticeship program. All of our students have local men mentors. They work with local pastors in the local church, and they get extensive experience in all the aspects of the pastoral ministry, in leading in worship, in preaching, in assisting in administrative duties, in counseling, in visiting, and all of these sorts of things. They do this during the course of the year 
while they're taking their regular courses as well as in the summer in internships. So we very much believe here, let no one ever say that Mid-America Reform Seminary doesn't believe in practical field experience. And that's really where you get proper practical is in, I mean, you're still, when you're talking about practical, it's still theoretical at a level. Practical is doing it. And here's the thing, you could have, you could have as many practical courses as you want at an institution. You could have, you could have 12 courses required of MDiv students for counseling. Oh, yeah. And the next person that walks through their door is going to present a series of problems that weren't covered in that yeah. classroom. Exactly. They're going to be particulars that exactly. they're going to be scrambling through their notes and <laughs> yeah. saying, my, my counseling professor never talked about this one. Because yeah. you've got to get out there and doing it. What we're doing is seeking to best prepare men for a lifetime of ministry. And to be prepared for a lifetime of ministry, they don't need a start that's theology light and that's yeah. church history light and that's biblical studies light. They need good, solid content with the kind of map program that we have that even here gets them out there, gets them into the churches, gets them doing the work. When you leave here, you have a cache of sermons hmm. that you've preached in churches, that you've worked on and delivered in one-hour uh, units attached to uh, biblical studies courses that is as rich as any place out there. And so we, I, I just, I'm, we're passionate about that here. And it's it's too bad Professor Vanderhart's not not with us to speak about. I was about channeling Mab. him. Yeah, what what's, what has stood out and I found so impressive when I got here and 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 it's one of those regrets. Boy, I wish I had had something like this. Is when we do our theological reflections with students. These are not just a time for a group of students to come together and ask um, some some random practical or maybe pragmatic is a better word type of ministry question but it's to reflect on some ministerial experience they had in their stuff apprenticeship stuff that happened to them but to reflect on it theologically right. it's a theological reflection right. it's not just how should i run a meeting with xyz right. but but what were the, and professor vanerhart always will ask well what theological and biblical categories are operative here Getting, getting future pastors to think theologically about their work, uh, it, it just is shot through our, uh, our ministerial department. So, counseling as well. I teach uh, one of the counseling classes here, and I even say that very thing. We can't cover every topic, but what I hope we can do is see how uh, so many elements of our theological system come to bear in broader ways so that you've got something to work out of, so that somebody comes with this problem or with this struggle, you're not completely blindsided because you know about them. Scripture has characterized them, has given them a, a role in the story of redemptive history. Um, and now we can hear their particular struggles, their particular uh, sins, their particular weaknesses against that backdrop and give them something meaningful to say. I could even end, I mean, even in, in biblical studies, it's certainly exegesis uh, is, is drawn upon in dogmatics. Dr. Venema could, could certainly, uh, and, and Dr. Beach could speak to that, how they use exegesis in their own work, and yet there's, there is something of a symbiosis at work because good biblical scholarship is working uh, within broader categories of, of what has been observed through the whole of Scripture. 
Again, we talked about some of this in our, in our first talk, about if we hold to a canon, that invites systematization of that canon. And so in our biblical studies courses, you know, I'm not just simply uh, rehashing all the proof text for the different uh, doctrines within each of the loci. But there are times we do. In, in, our, uh, in our class covering Proverbs, we spend some time talking about Proverbs 8 which was cited famously by Arius. And, and it's interesting to see uh, Athanasius has a long treatise on Proverbs 8, dealing with uh, what was Christ, uh, was, was the second person created. Um, so we do touch on some of those things, but so often we're looking at books in, in that literary unfolding of individual books. And yet there are theological emphases in each of these books and times when, our, uh, when, when specific theological uh, questions are raised by passages. And so we're able in biblical studies to, to ask the, the role that those passages play um, in the book's theological and literary profile. Um, and it, again, it's not, it's not unrelated to the way those passages, to the role those passages play in a theological reflection, but we're able to see how those two contributions, as it were, relate to one another how these verses are functioning here, and yet how these verses also function against the backdrop of, of the total scriptural testimony of, of God and his work. So biblical studies itself is not untethered from systematics. At least it shouldn't be, and it's not done here. We don't have our biblical studies courses just on a, a rogue path going forward according to an agenda set by the guild somewhere. But no, we're grounded uh, in, in the testimony of the church to the things of God. Amen. All that is done here at MidAmerica, systematic theology, biblical theology, ministerial studies, all is grounded in the Word of God. Thank you for joining us once again as we continue to explore this subject of systematic theology. We hope you've benefited from it, and to further assist you, keep an eye out for a very short bonus audio clip as our professors give us some helpful insight on particular resources and material related to systematic theology. These are resources that any man or woman in the pew would be able to access and read for themselves. Once again, thank you for joining us on this three-part journey of systematic theology. Stay tuned for future episodes here on Roundtable. <laughs>